One criticism that has been surfacing a lot lately in the past several months is it seems that the Triple H you know, regime, uh, you know, the style of booking that fans have been accustomed to or wanting to be accustomed to um, has kind of faltered a little bit. Like it's kind of, you know, losing its luster. Especially now that we're heading into WrestleMania season, it feels like, with the exception of a few matches here and there, that it just doesn't feel like, you know, uh, what people would expect Triple H to be booking, you know, when it comes to big shows. And I think what people seem to tend to forget in all this criticism and all this, you know, speculation and, you know, opinionating and all that, which they have a right to do, is that this is Triple H's first full year in charge of creative when it comes to the main roster. And when it, and here's the thing, just like the talent that comes from NXT, you know, where he used to do the creative booking for at one point, just like the talent that comes up to the main roster and realizes that things are different, vastly different than being on NXT, even if they're still allowed to be, you know, as they were, you know, um, in NXT, Triple H is slowly, you know, learning the same thing, that things booking-wise, creatively, are vastly different, you know, on the main roster than they are with NXT, and that on the main roster, you have to do things a certain way with the people like the money they don't. You know, you have to, you know, basically book certain matches, you know, between certain talent that that basically fans would be all for or all against. You know, so Triple H right now, he's still learning the big difference. You know, basically, he is learning, you know, the ropes, if you will, when it comes to doing things creatively. This is why, as much as people may not like to hear it, he keeps people like Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn around because they've worked with Vince, and he can basically bounce some ideas off of them of, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, like, let's say, I'm pretty sure he went back and forth on the Finn Balor Edge Hell in the Cell deal, even though both men probably wanted to do it, and Triple H was all for it, he was probably you know bouncing ideas off Bruce and Kevin of okay, how can we you know get to that? How can we build towards that if we've already done this and that? And you know maybe that's what happened. Same thing with let's say you know Lesnar's uh, Lesnar's WrestleMania match you know itself. You know it wasn't probably just Vince he bounced ideas off of. He bounced it off Bruce and Kevin. And, you know, maybe they came up with suggestions, you know, you know, like Vince did and so on. You know, maybe that's what happened. You see, this is why he keeps certain people of the Vince McMahon regime around, because they have experience in this field a lot more than he does. And like I said, when it, you know, just like his, just like his NXT talent before him that he used to teach and book creatively in NXT... Just like they are learning the ropes when they come up to the main roster, you know, whether or not they're allowed to stay as they are or not, you know, when they come up, basically, you know, the seeing how vastly different things are, you know, whether they can remain as they are, as they were in NXT or not, they see how vastly things are different. And, you know, between the main roster and NXT. And Triple H is basically learning the same thing. He's learning that things are vastly different creatively and booking-wise between the main roster and NXT. Which is why 
he is going to have his issues. He's going to have his problems. And not everything is going to be Triple H, NXT, TakeOver uh, level you know, um, shows. Whether the Raws, Smackdowns, or the live events. They're not always going to be home runs. They're not always going to be what you expect an NXT, Triple H-led show should be, especially on the main roster. Things are going to be different. You also got to realize that some of the main roster are not used to the NXT style a booking, while others are, or more, or will be more accepting of it, and Triple H has to work with that too. I mean, you think Brock Lesnar, you think Brock Lesnar, you know, is used to the NXT style of booking? No. So, but you know, he's willing to maybe accept some ideas that are NXT inspired and all that. Don't get me wrong, but he's a guy that you have to work differently with. Like, okay, Brock, you know, he'll. Probably be okay with certain ideas that are NXT inspired, like stories and all that, you know, to work with. But on the other hand, he might be more of a, yeah, I beat to my, I, you know, I kind of beat to my own drum kind of guy, and I'm used to more working this way and with these kind of opponents, so you need to help me in that department. And maybe that's what happened, and maybe that's why he rejected, you know, the whole Bray Wyatt uh, situation. Maybe that's why he, you know, uh, he rejected that, you know, because of the fact of not just of the silliness and the cartooniness of it or the, you know, unknown of it, but mainly for the fact that, you know, basically, you know, maybe what he was pitched was very NXT match-like inspired. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. That's not me. You know, that's not me. And again, maybe it didn't have nothing to do with the hokiness of what Bray Wyatt's you know, character has been doing or the unknown of what he's been doing. But mainly the fact that maybe you know, Bray Wyatt and Triple H pitched the idea of, hey, it's going to be an NXT-like match. Or you're going to go a lot longer than usual. And you're going to have to get more physical. And Brock's probably like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go that route. That's not, that's not me. So, again, Triple H is still learning. He's still learning the ropes when it comes to creating, you know, creative booking, you know, on the main roster. You know, he's, he's still learning the ropes. And, you know, just like those that have that graduated from NXT to the main roster, you know, and they're learning the difference. He's learning the difference as well. So you can't expect him to always hit home runs. Yeah, things are going to seem a little off. Because the difference between Triple H and Vince is he is allowing the characters, he's allowing the talent at times to be more loose, to have more freedom, if you will, on the mic and in the presentation. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are not used to the murder clown Oscar gimmick here on the U.S. front. You know, that's an obvious, you know, that's an obvious observation now, especially based on what's been going on. You know, so, you know, so for those that are not used to that, you know, they have to basically go online and see whether or not this murder clown deal did all this. You know, you know, this is, you know, what... You know what Oscar did as Kana, you know, you know, in Japan outside of the U.S. You know they got to go to YouTube and see whether or not part of that was the gimmick, or if Triple H again being more of an individual that's like, hey, I'm going to let my talent have a little bit more freedom to, you know, speak on the mic, you know, present themselves in the way they feel is going to work, and you know, help accentuate the character. You know that might be, you know, again why Oscar, you know, acts the way she did. You know, she did on Monday. You know, 
uh, despite how may, people may feel about that. The point is, the point is, when you're going through a transition, you know, in any high in any high position, if you will, of business or any high position of entertainment or sports, you know, when you're going through a transition behind the scenes, especially from a creative and booking standpoint. Things at times are going to feel a little off. They are. They are going to feel a little off. Now, you might say, well, it didn't feel that way with, you know, Survivor Series. It didn't feel that way with, you know, Clash of the Castle and and all that. And, yeah, you're right. It didn't. It didn't feel that way. I'll give you that. You know, in a sense, it didn't really feel that way that much, you know, with the Rumble, you know, as well. But, again... But again, there were some, let's not deny it, there were some matches that were a little off. Some matches were not, some were. The thing is, when you get down to it, when you get down to it, WrestleMania is a two-night event. The difference between it and Rumble, the difference between it and Survivor Series, the difference between it and Clash of the Castle, and the difference between it and SummerSlam was the fact that basically those were one-day shows. Triple H is booking for a two-day event. He is booking for a two-day event, so he's got to figure out, okay, what night do I want certain matches on, and which you know time slot of those nights do I want those matches to go on? You know, he has to basically figure all of that out, which is why maybe things are not you know on par as fans would expect him to be because he's got to basically work in that area. You know, he's more focused on trying to figure out what match where he's gonna place certain matches over twenty four over the span of twenty four hours. So when you get down to it, he's still learning. And WrestleMania right now is his biggest test to date in this learning process. It's his biggest you know, it's his biggest test, it's his biggest opportunity to prove that he can book one he can book not only you know weekly shows those like a raw and a smackdown and so on you know when he's not so pressured you know to be what people expect you know expect them to be you know you know this is the biggest opportunity to prove that he could do more outside of that that he can actually go and take the ball and run with it and score multiple touchdowns with and basically blow people out of the water with what he presents. So to me, so to me, Triple H, he's still learning. He is still learning. It is a, you know, he's still learning and we have to accept that. We have to accept that. We have to be patient with this guy. I mean, what is it that some of the YWC reviewers out there, even those that I follow, have been saying? Give it time. Give it time for the stories, right? Well, give Triple H time. I'm sure, I mean, his thing, and his thing, here's what the, and I'm not trying to be mean when I say, say this, excuse me there. I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. But here's the hypocriticness about this, all right? People say, give the stories time, let them build, you know, let's see what the end result is, da-da-da. You know, people here at the YWC and the IWC constantly say that, right? Right? 
But here's what's crazy. When Vince McMahon was running things, you know, we didn't get the kind of booking we're getting now. We didn't, you know, have superstars be allowed to have the kind of freedom they have now, right? Because basically it's like, okay, let's book this storyline, and then after such a time we're going to end it, da-da-da, right? You know, they rushed sometimes through certain feuds and storylines just to get to a conclusion to move on, right? It's like they didn't give storylines and feuds time to really breathe, right? To really develop and evolve, right? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason that happened is because the mindset, and this is reported various times, the mindset that people at WWE had at the time under Vince's run was that people have short-term memory. That's, that's the thing. They have short-term memory, but mostly, mostly they don't pay attention, you know, they don't pay attention or stay invested in long-term storytelling or booking, you know, as much as they used to, which is why they would rush through certain things because they, because their mindset is the intention capacity of the audience, you know, was very, you know, but, but how do I put this? That the attention capacity, you know, of an audience is they can only go for so long. They can only pay attention for so long to certain things before they get bored. And that is why they always quicken things up because the attention span of the audience isn't what it used to be back in the, in the you know, 2000s, and 1990s, and 1980s. It's not that way anymore. Nowadays, it's like... Boom, 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 boom. And that's why, you know, as much as we hate to say it, Vince McMahon and his crew did what they did. Because obviously, one of them realized just by study, or by some certain studies, oh, audiences' attention spans when it comes to certain things, you know, are not what they used to be. They, they get bored easily, so we need to hurry this up. Boom, boom, boom. And I think that... And, and here's the thing, here's the hypocriticness of this. The hypocriticness, alright? The hypocriticness is, you know, you have these YWCs and the IWCs, some that I support and respect, you know, basically now coming out and saying, hey, hurry up, hurry up. Because the patience is running thin. And they're just proving, they're just proving, you know, that report, that theory, you know, that rumor from years ago, if not if not months ago, before Vince had to, you know, basically take a leave of absence because of what was going on, you know, this is proving that theory, you know, that report, those rumors, correct. That maybe it's more about just get this feud done, let's move on. Get this feud done, move on. Get this feud done, move on. Because the attention span is not what it used to be. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. And that's hypocriticness hypocriticalness, I should say, hypocriticalness on the highest level. Because you say one thing, like, oh, let's let it play out, but then all of a sudden you're proving the other side of things correct. You're proving it correct because of the fact that you're getting impatient. You want answers now. You want this now. And you're not willing to let it play out. So, to me, so to me, when I look at what's going on with Triple H, 
I look at a guy that wants to let things play out. He wants to rely on that long-term storyline and booking, but he also wants his audience to understand that things take time. That, you know, that they take time and they need to be patient with it. Because if not, they're just proving that old report, that old speculated theory, that old rumor correct, that old study correctly. That everybody's attention span is very short. And maybe what Vince, in the way he was booking things, was the right way to do it, despite how you might have felt about it. So I, so I look at it like this in conclusion. I look at the fact that Triple H, he's still learning. He's still learning the ropes, if you will, you know, on how to, on the difference mainly of booking NXT, uh, between booking NXT and booking the main roster. He's he's still learning. And also we have to understand that despite the fact that he put on some, you know, great, he booked some great, you know, premium live event pay-per-views and some great Smackdowns and Raws and all that throughout his tenure so far. That booking a two-night WrestleMania event is a va- is vastly different than booking a one-night, you know, SummerSlam or a one-night Survivor Series. We have to remember that. We have to remember it's vastly different because he's never had to book a two-night, as far as I know, a two-night NXT event, you know, when he was running NXT. So this is different. This is vastly different for him, and I think a lot of people need to. Basically, you know, realize that a lot of people have to acknowledge that, that, you know, this is the biggest test he's going to have and that by being the biggest test he's going to have is the biggest spotlight on him and opportunity given to him to prove he can do he could do and have the same success, if not more so, that he's had previously with the other events. He could have it here with the premier event, WrestleMania. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. Let me know what your thoughts are right now on how Triple H has been, you know, doing, you know, especially going into Mania. Do you agree that he's still learning the ropes, the differences between booking NXT and the main roster? And do you think people who are getting impatient are becoming hypocritical, you know, in how they feel because they're just possibly proving what others have said about why Vince does book, why Vince books certain things a certain way because of short-term attention spans. Do you think their hypocriticalness is kind of proving that theory right or that you know, that feeling right? Let me know down below in the comment section as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. You can't get it. You will. I should say not can, but you will get an audio podcast version of this at BW Rosas Discussions at all your favorite audio podcast platforms except for Pandora. More specifically at Spotify. So yes, check out Spotify to really get, you know, the best listening uh, for this. Uh, also, support me at Vimo at BW Rosas. For content you can't get here on YouTube, especially some of the content I recently put up there. Also, guys, check me out at divanart.com, says BVW1979. Support me at Venmo at Brian-Walmer-2 and at Cash App at BWRosses98. Also, support me at Patreon.com, says BWRosses, with a $1 or $3 tier. And also, click on the upper left-hand corner if you're watching this on YouTube. The upper left-hand corner... Uh, to check out my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. But guys, give me your thoughts overall, and until next time, I'm out.